Hey guys, just wanted to give a shout out to Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. We just switched our platform over to them. It gives you everything you need in one place and it's free. That's the best part. It has tools so you can record and edit your podcast. They'll also distribute it for you to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also earn money by hosting your podcast on their site. You have to download the Anchor app from iTunes to get started. Don't go, don't change too much or you'll go bananas. Uh-uh, I, I don't want. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Two Docs. This week we thought we'd tackle change. It's a big subject, but the barbers have had a lot of it. Natalia tries to give her insight on how she deals with change and how it's affected her life and I try to talk about some of the positives and negatives that go along with change. At the very least, I hope it's entertaining and hopefully it'll resonate with some of you guys. Hope you enjoy. Welcome back to our podcast, Two Docs. I'm your host, John. I'm Natalia. So today we're going to talk about change. That's kind of our subject as you know we've had a huge life change i'll kind of let natalia tell what's been going on the last couple months we haven't recorded too many episodes because we moved from florida to boston and we had to leave everything that we know behind and start fresh even though we did not want to but there was an opportunity for me that i could not say no to and we decided to take some chances and we will talk about how we approached it, how we're dealing with the kids who did not want to move and uh, how we made that work and whether change is good and or bad. So what has been the biggest hurdle for you since we've moved from Florida? I feel like I started from the beginning so many times. First, I moved from Poland to the US to New Jersey, then we moved to Alabama, then back to New Jersey, then to Florida, and now we're in Massachusetts. And this time, it's a little bit easier because I've done it before, but it's also the hardest because I've done it before so many times and there's just not much in me to put myself out there, to build the relationships, to go out and discover new places. It's, I, I wanted to enjoy the stability and now here we go, we have chaos again. So I think that's, that's been the most challenging um, thing, the unknown, but I'm, I'm trying to embrace it. It's just different because this time around we're moving for your career, all the other times we moved for my career. So that's gotta be a little different. It makes things better for me. It, it makes me feel like I chose to do it rather than I followed you and it was my decision so we tend to respond better when it's our decision rather than living somebody else's life so this this time was a little bit easier from that point of view how, how has it been for you because we moved for you so many times and I'm wondering how you're dealing with taking worse job living in worse apartments and taking huge lifestyle change. I mean, it's been tough mainly because the opportunities for me career-wise are not the same as they are in other places. 
um, in terms of the type of hospitals that I can work in and the income that I can generate, it's kind of backwards here, whereas like it's more expensive to live and you we make less, whereas in Florida it's cheaper to live and we make more, so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. How, how do you think you will deal with resentment? Do you think you will resent me at some point that I made us move this time and I made you give up your really good job? I mean, no, because you sacrificed all this for me, so why can't I do the same for you? And I do understand that it's a really big opportunity for you, so I don't have a... I don't, I, and I'm not a resentful type of person that's just kind of not in my, in my body, so... Um, I'm just ready to roll roll with it. I think the living situation is different because we had to downsize tremendously, yet our place is more expensive than what we had in, in Florida. Um, but luckily, or hopefully, we've chosen a good location. The schools seem to be really good and um, kind of an interesting concept. But I guess I want to ask you, do you have any resentment from all the moves we had before? Because Like like Birmingham, for example, me telling you that it was like a little New York. Yeah, he told me Birmingham is like a little New York. So had... we arrived to Birmingham and I'm like, where is downtown? He's like, you're there. So I burst into tears for probably about six months in the beginning because it was so terrible. I, I ended up loving Birmingham, but coming from a very urban area, moving to Birmingham was kind of traumatic and I was resentful. Um, because we moved probably, I don't know, eight times or so for you. And, and at the end, I felt like I was living your life, not my own. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I live my own life and I make my own decisions and I'm bringing my own paycheck home. And I feel like somebody values me rather than I follow your footsteps. It's funny how we both approach change because I am more like, no, I hate change. I like my things the way they are and John loves change. So how do you feel about change since, we've, since we've done it so much? Right. It's been life-changing experience. In the beginning, I did not quite enjoy it. I am more of a a stability person. I do not like to relocate. I do not like to change friends. I, I like my day the same every day. But now I am more adventurous. And I think I've grown up a lot in the past year. And I realized that we're changing. And we don't really know what our destiny is. We think that what we want is, is for us and will make us happy. But that's not necessarily the case. And it took me a really long time to realize that change may be good. It's scary. And I had my moments in Boston that I was not necessarily very happy. But I am opening up to change, which is against my nature, which you love change. So you should feel like fish in the water. Oh, yeah. I always, I always welcome change because I know it's like one of life's constants. Things are always going to change. Nothing ever stays the same forever. Um, you may be with the same people forever, but you won't be in the same house. You won't drive the same car. Your hair won't look the same. You won't live in the same place. Um, so, I, so I've always been okay with it. Um, you know, but at the same time, like I do believe in some stability. I, I worry about our girls because, you know, we've moved Ellie a lot, and this is kind of probably the first year where she's actually been able to kind of 
understand and maybe has some nerves about starting a new school. And I kind of hate watching her go through that. There was one moment that broke my heart when she said, Mommy, I've never had a stable house because we moved so much. And that made me very sad. But she's big enough. And I had an open conversation with her. And I said that if we don't like it, we can always back go back to our house in Florida. And we should give it a try. We should treat it as an adventure. And then if you think about it, how many friends from elementary school do you actually have? or high school, maybe you do, but I don't. Normal people have friends from college or high school, not many from elementary school. So that made me feel a little bit better, but it's I mean, it's been challenging. There's some truth to that. Like, yeah, you probably don't make your lifelong friends, although I do think she has one friend that probably, she may, she may end up being lifelong friends with, we'll see. But um, I think it's more of, just having the familiarity it's like seeing the same kids every year you know you're not really everyone has nerves on the first day of school but it's different when you know that you're going to know people going into it and when you she knows she's not going to know anybody um but but that goes back to us thinking that change we don't know let's say we stay in florida and something terrible would have happened. She would get sucked into the wrong crowd and then we'll be like oh we should have moved maybe if we had moved None of it would happen. And now we're in Boston, and it, it goes both ways. What I'm saying is, like, we just don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball and be like, well, this is going to be a good choice. This is going to be a bad choice. So we just have to put our best faith and hope for the best at this point. And I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't know what you don't know. But at the same time, you want your kids to be comfortable, too. Whether that's the right choice or not, I don't know. Um, but you know, she, she's handling it. I'm probably more sensitive about it than she is. You know, she, like I said, she's expressed some, some nerves, but she's pretty stoic otherwise. Um, but it's funny because you've been the anti-change and probably this has been the biggest change we've ever made. Yeah. With anything we've ever done. Because most of the other changes we've ever had have always been anticipated, at least by half a year minimum. Whereas this kind of happened over like the course of six weeks. And we just kind of... Oh, there were nights that I didn't sleep and I feel like it's normal. I was so scared. I was here by myself without kids and furniture and you were in Florida. And I was very nervous for the future. And then all my readings came in handy and I try to be present and in the moment and like the future may never come. I try, just have to make the best out of the, out of the particular moment. And that's how I'm trying to view change right now. Don't, don't think about what's going to be in a year, where we're going to live, how our kids are going to, uh, are going to be in new schools. Today is the day that we should embrace and be happy in. And that makes change a little bit more bearable and the unknown a little bit less scary. Sure. I just think that um, it's actually made it harder for me to be more present because with the change, I'm constantly worried about the future now. Like having to, now I know I have to work more and I'm going to make less. And, you know, everyone's talked about the winter and how scary it is and or how bad it's going to be. And so it's made it harder for me to be mindful. Whereas like when we were in Florida and it's kind of like we were like, this is where we're going to be forever. I felt like I could be more mindful in Florida because I was like, there's nothing on the horizon in terms, not, I'm not saying like, not hopeful, but like, 
this is it. This is where we're going to be. And so I was able to be more present, and I've struggled with that here in Boston. So do you think the change impacted you negatively? Do you think that you lost your sight or insight? In some ways, yes, and in some ways, no. I mean, I think change, all change impacts people positively and negatively. It depends on what the net effect is. You know, that you could have some, some positive, some negative, but if the overall effect is positive, then that's the, benefit, that's the good thing. But we don't know that in the moment. That's the thing. We, we can evaluate things 10 years from now and, and see how it all played out. Right now, we just, you know, see from a very short perspective. I mean, it depends on the situation. Like, if I move up to Boston and, like, my, I don't know, I have a, I have a situation with my employer that leads to some sort of career issue, you know, that's, that's a relatively soon after I start my work, you know, that didn't take 10 years to figure that out, that that wasn't a good decision for me. But, like... But how do you know that nothing worse would have happened to you in Tampa. I mean, I don't. You, you, you know, you don't. But my, the, the part of the negative effect I've had here is that I was finally becoming, I feel like, more mindful and more present. And I feel like I've lost that a little bit here because our future's in so much flux right now. And it's funny because that's the first time I'm not worried and I worry about everything because in, in one of my books, it said that this guy... Uh, broke his leg and everybody says oh so we're so sorry for you like it's so bad that it happened and he's like we shall see so he went to the hospital and his house burned down so everybody came to the hospital and said oh thank god you broke your leg and he's like well we shall see so I, I keep reminding myself this story and thinking that we just don't know and that helps me not to worry like even that situation can be life-saving we just don't know that in a moment that's I mean very true I just so when what do those books tell you like how what's a technique that you use when you're trying to not worry about the future and be present and mindful I've been reading uh, Tao Te Ching recently and that's been very helpful it talks about walking in the way of Tao which means if you can name it that's not it it's so subtle and and so not quite visible that it's difficult to describe in words it says to act through non-action to accomplish but to not associate yourself with your accomplishments and when you succeed do not John is looking at me like I lost my mind, but that's how I'm viewing it right now. I literally did not understand anything you just said. Well, it says if you succeed to not gloat, but if you fail and to not mourn. And that's exactly my point. Okay. Even though I've had my own little success because I, I got the position I wanted, there was a part that failed because our family you know was for two months in two different on two different continents and that was somewhat failure because I missed everybody so everything has different shades nothing is purely white and nothing is purely black
That's some deep stuff there, honey. I don't even know how to... It's Chinese poems. And that's been... They've been... They've changed the way I view life. And they, they, they compare that to nature a lot. That sometimes nature has to destroy things to build new. Everything has to die. So this cycle goes back. So maybe our life in Florida had to die for the new one and better one to flourish. Okay, so I wish you could uh, have the video to see how John is rolling his eyes. I'm not rolling my eyes. I'm just like, we're get. I think... I think it's way deeper than change, but that's what it gets me through the day. Well, let's 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 take everybody to the surface. <laughs> Let, did you find it difficult, like being in a new office, trying to figure out where pens are and your stapler? Like, because I, I, you know, I equate this to like I've started several different hospitals, and every place is just a little. They're they're very similar, but there's always a little bit of difference. And sometimes the differences are like whatever, and other times the differences, even though they seem small are big deals to me and like I'm just wondering are there any things like that like when you got to your office and you're like how the hell does MIT not have number two pencils or something like that I don't know no and and that's where my readings come in handy because I just accept things the way they are and I try it's hard I try not to judge them and whatever it is I think it's just I'm practicing acceptance and just not identification with anything just go with the flow today I locked myself out of the office and like I was hungry and I had a meeting and I'm like oh dang it I think I said something different so it took me about half an hour to find somebody to to get me in but I was like I had a nice conversation and I, I got coffee likely I grabbed my bank card so there's always something good so no I am embracing the change so I, I have not been lost or unhappy or I'm not complaining. It must be nice to have a job where you can go missing for 30 minutes and, and like <laughs> all my ER peeps are like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, let's say I just got an office upgrade, but a view downgrade. So when I walked in, I love my new office, but the view is, I, I look at the wall and I'm like, you know what? Maybe that will come in handy in, in, in winter. Maybe that will be a warmer office and I won't be cold. So it's like if you change your mindset to view change, if you can tweak it, uh, I think that's very helpful to be more accepting of it and not bitter or resentful. Now, what about like, you know, you're, you're in, you went from USF to MIT and, you know, uh, just how hard was that was it hard transitioning from that from USF to MIT you know because the I'm not no no disrespect to USF I think it's a great institution just you know like you're you're at the upper echelon now and I'm just curious like was that difficult to kind of like let me to phrase it a better way let me tell you like when you become a doctor after residency and like you call a consultant, you know, when you're a resident and an intern and fellow, it's, you know, you're talking to the consultant, like the surgeon or the orthopedic surgeon, and you're like, you keep saying, hey, Dr. Smith, like Dr. Smith. But when you become a, an attending, you're a colleague now. So you like, you should be like, Dr. Smith's name is Eugene. So you say, hey, Eugene, instead of Dr. Smith. That was a very difficult transition for me to make for a long time. And actually a colleague in Florida said, hey man, you're a doctor. 
just like he is. Like, you don't need to be, oh, I'm so sorry for waking you up. And like, they're on call, just like you're, you know, just like you're working. And so like, do you, have you seen a transition from that going from USF where you're a PhD candidate, PhD student to now you're postdoc? Do you feel like you're, you know what I'm saying? Have you leveled the playing field? Are you still underneath people? Are you above people? Definitely not above, but I feel like my whole life has prepared me for this. And, and that's my take. For the first time in my entire life, I am just myself because I have nothing to lose. If I am accepted and, and liked, they liked me for who I am. And you cannot pretend your whole life that you're somebody else. And I will have no, I hope I will have no regrets because, you know, I've been trying to fit in all these years to prove I can get there. I can get straight A's. I can finish my PhD in engineering and raise two kids. I've been constantly trying to prove myself. And then I get to MIT and I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I made it. I am where I always wanted to be. That does not mean I'm going to be gloating or feeling superior. That just means I am confident that I am myself and I want to remain myself. I don't want to fake it. I don't want to you know, pretend anymore. Um, so if I want to make a joke, I just make it or go talk to somebody. I'm like, oh, they might think I'm crazy. I'm okay with it. So that has changed. The confidence has kicked in. I don't know how it is for doctors, how long it takes for you, but I was also very late. I was in my 30s. I'm 34. Uh, so I felt like I've had, I've grown up to get to this point and I am able to handle it and, and whatever comes next, you know. Okay. I mean, I don't know if that answer satisfy you. It, uh, well, it's, it's just interesting because like there's always a weird transition point when you go from being a student and, you know, a learner to the educator and the, and the, you know, the professional. It's all, I think there's like a weird and like you're in a kind of a postdoc position. I, you know, like, I really don't know how that's like, do the PhD, like do the PhD candidates look up to you? Uh, you will have to ask them. Um, I, I hope we have good conversations and I hope I can be helpful. And I'm starting to treat myself as performing service. I applied for a postdoc association and I'm going to be serving on women's committee. I want to live my life as service to people. So I got to this point, not because I want to be at MIT. No, I got to this point so I can finally talk about the change I want to make. I want to talk about women's issues. I want to talk about uh, minorities. And I feel like MIT is the, the place that I am able to make that change that I like always, a bigger platform it's a bigger platform and just the people have different mindsets and that's where the change happens so I'm trying to get involved in the community so uh, as, as, as difficult as our lifestyle change has been I feel like it has given me that opportunity to get involved and speak up uh, because now I can, and I may not be. I signed my contract for one year. Next year, uh, my project is over. And, you know, that's going to be another change that I'll have to accept. But I got this. So if if MIT and South Florida meet in the college national championship, who are you rooting for? 
you know what? They're both close to my heart with USF being slightly bit closer. Okay. Like that's that's where I came from. I, I will always be, you know, the girl from Florida. Um, so I, I love MIT and, and I haven't been there long enough. Uh, and I really appreciate the platform and the people are, are truly wonderful. They're like the top of the top and they have their A game at all times. But, you know. Stop sweating, honey. It's a trick question because they're, di- <laughs> they're in different divisions. So USF would kill MIT. I would not know better. <laughs> USF would kill MIT. <laughs> Which one would you go for, Colorado or Poznan? Uh, Colorado. What? <laughs> Without question. <laughs> you graduated um, from Poznan school. Yeah. Well, I've been talking a lot. Maybe you should talk about change because I think I went too deep and I got my, I, I got you rolling your eyes on me. Um, I never rolled my eyes. Just, oh, just like at least five times, but that's okay. Nobody, nobody has to know. Um, but. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that part. So I, I feel like I've been talking a lot, maybe because I was gone for so long. So I had to get my talking out. But let me ask you about change and how you view it and ask you to get a little bit deeper than to the surface H- how do you view change and, and view success and you know you've been going up and down in your life and when the change is going upwards it's easier to accept but when the change is going downwards like for you is it for me moving to boston was a step up because first of all i graduated i i got a position one of the top schools but for you it's a major step down how do you handle change when it's not so colorful i mean i don't i don't think it i don't think i look at it like that like i gotta do what i gotta do um i do know that i had a very special place in florida that's virtually unreplaceable so um, I mean, and, and we haven't decided if we're going back there or not, but, and um, that job was pretty amazing. A lot of, worked with a lot of amazing people and I really enjoyed that. So um, the hard part's going to be for me trying not to emulate that job because I just know it's it's something I won't find anywhere else. Um, so don't you feel like you should just leave the past in the past and only keep looking forward? Because comparing, you know, the institutions is never, or comparing past and the present and the future can only get one confused. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard not to, though. It's hard when you're at a place that does something so well, and you go to a place where they don't do it well at all, and you're just, like, scratching your head, like, how... Yeah, but you don't know that yet. True. I'm not, and, you know, the the place I'm going may, may blow my mind. I don't know. But um, the, the, the it, I just I'm okay with change though. Like I, like I said, I've always accepted change as part for of worse. life. Better for worse, always. I've gone through both, and I know it's gonna be okay. Whatever happens, but it's you know, it's hard to put put the blinders down and be present in the moment when there's still a lot of there's still a lot of balls in the air for us. So. 
and th- that's just part of the journey and I'm learning and you know when I was younger I don't know if anybody can relate to that but when I was younger I thought when I'm gonna be in my 30s I'm gonna have two kids and a dog and an apartment or house two cars I feel like I'm gonna feel like I have arrived to my destination and it doesn't feel like that and a lot of people are trying to arrive to that destination and I'm starting to realize that it's just utopia it's not real that destination that we're trying to arrive to that steady flow of life does not exist and just wasting our energy on achieving it don't you feel like rather than trying to strive for something we should just let go and let the life unfold i mean that i just think that's easier said than done like i just listened to this book on happiness and the lady talks about like everybody has that what it like what what if list well what happens next when you get the big car what happens next when you get the big house what happens next when you go on that amazing vacation there will always be something that's next to do so it's and it's good to want those things but realize that they may never happen and so you have to be thankful for what you've already what you already have so that's but I don't know. That's that's hard. I struggle with that all the time. I'm always like, I think physicians in general, and I mean, I'm speaking for a large group of people. I'd, I've never actually confirmed this, but I'm so I'm making an assumption. But I feel like if I think about past conversations, you get into this mindset of like the next three years, right? Because like you ha- you start you start residency, you got three years, and then then there's fellowship, you got three years, right? Med school, it's four years, right? Do you know what I'm saying? Like there's this, there's these set times where you know a life change is coming. If you're alive still and you're getting through your grades, right? You, it's 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 going to happen. And so it's hard to get out of that mind frame once you become like an attending. You're done with all your training. It's hard to think about life as like, well, there's no guaranteed change now. There's no, you know, like. It's almost kind of like being hired in a company and they put a they put your your advancement track in front of you, right? Like you get your first day of med school, is your first day at the company, and here's your track. After 4 years you'll be promoted to this. After 3 years you'll be promoted to this. After 3 years you'll be promoted to that, right? But like I don't know. So basically what you're saying, change is bad, lack of change is bad. Um no, so- <laughs> change no, I'm saying change is good. I think I think change is good, but it can also be bad and like it's just hard to it's hard to to not think about the future. So why did you that start, may never happen? Let me ask you, so John recently started his gratitude journal. Why did you start it? What made you To try to be present. Because like I said, I've really struggled since this whole thing has happened of trying to be present and mindful, being happy with what we have. It's hard. I think that's all, what all the books are saying is that to stay still, even if the externalities are very difficult to accept and, you know, there's so much unknown, that stillness um, is important. And the other day I heard that only in like silence and stillness you can really get to know yourself because no thought is capable of expressing your true self. So that gratitude, taking that moment of reflection, I feel like it can help to build that mindfulness and, and pr- 
perpetuate this stillness, which is of course not attainable. I'm trying and I'm like all over the place at times, but you can, it's always, it's, it's never a destination. Yeah. And, right. And, and once I realized that, I think my life has gotten progressively better and I've been progressively happier. So to conclude, what are we concluding? Change is good, bad, because we can, you argued both sides. Change is good. Change is good. I'm going to end with, well, I'll let you sum up your thing. I think change is good. I'm going to end with a quote, but I'll let you finish it. Whatever, whatever message you want the audience to take home. I want the audience to have the message of being brave and giving the benefit of the doubt that the situation they're facing may be for the better, even if it doesn't seem like it. That's nice. So be brave in handling the life how it comes be without brave. preferences. Yeah. I just read this quote. I don't know who said it. Probably some ancient proverb. Um, but we should die with memories and not dreams. So I guess, there. You want to get deep? I'll get deep on you. <laughs> well, I'm thinking that's for another episode. I think I, I've used all my depth for tonight. Yeah. So I talk to you soon. All right, and guys. thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Remember, be brave. Okay, guys, that's it for this week. Thanks for checking in. Hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you have any questions or any suggestions for a topic, or maybe you want to see a specific guest on our show that's not too famous. You can email us at 2docspc at gmail.com. That's the number two, D-O-C-S-P-C at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. Hopefully our next podcast won't take too long to drop. In the meantime, everyone, like Natalia says, stay brave. Keep loving each other. Keep moving. See ya.